We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the DFS OGs podcast here on rotogrinders.com, presented by our friends over at Vandal. Make sure you guys are heading over there. Check out all the offerings, DFS, Sportsbook, Casino, Horse Racing, and, of course, the world-famous DFS OGs tournament. You can find all the information at Fandle.com slash OG. Two weeks left in this tournament, so we're really getting down to the final nitty-gritty here. We'll update our top performers from last week in the Week 16 tournament. We'll take a look at that season-long leaderboard as well. Somebody going to walk away with $5,000. We'll talk more about that as we go along here with the show. I'm joined, as always, by my boys, Notorious and Head Chopper. We already got Don Yeezy in the chat. What's good with him? Uh, I'm sure our boy Josh Duck will be here momentarily. Guys, coming off a, a crazy Week 16, coming off. A ton of COVID. Derek, as we always talk on Wednesdays, always a hectic slate in the NBA. Looks like half of the NBA going to be missing uh, here tonight on Wednesday. But how are you, my man? How was week 16? How was Christmas? If you missed last week, uh, we got a special guest that joined us uh, at the end of the show. Uh, It was always a good time there. So hopefully Christmas went well for you and the family. Yeah, Christmas went well. Um, I am ready for uh, my little one to go back to school, though. Man, trying to grind... (laughs) Grind out these uh, these games in the NBA with the grind down uh, while he's home with me. It's just it's just brutal. He's always trying to make me feel bad for not playing with him or, you know, whatever it may be. And then, you know, the day after Christmas, he uh, we went to his cousin's house and he said, oh, cousin got way more presents than me. I'm just, Come on, man. So, uh, yeah, a little frustrated with the little man right now, but uh, everything's good. Uh, week 16, I got my butt kicked on DraftKings and uh, had a pretty good week on our uh, sponsor FanDuel. So uh, overall, not too bad. How about you guys? Not too bad. Week 16, Christmas was good. And I mean, you, you got to get used to the kids doing it. I'm sure Chop's got my back here. My kids literally will be looking around and, you know, not not counting out loud, but I got this many and she got this many. And why did she get this? And I didn't get this. And, you know, it's always, you, you got you to kind of plan things out. Chop, I'm sure you deal with the same thing with multiple kids. How was your Christmas, my man? How was week 16? How are we doing today? Doing good. Hanging in there. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty much kind of like at this point for Christmas, it's a monetary thing. You, you just got to have a list. Okay, this kid, we got we got this kid 
this much stuff and it equals this much money. So this guy's got a well, we look, this guy got this hundred dollar thing. So we got to equal that out over here. Everything's got to be equal monetarily. You, you can't have somebody getting too much uh, money, money worth of presents, you know. So uh got to balance that out with three kids. It's, it's a rough life, man. But uh, it's fun that we week uh, 16 was, eh, it was, a, it was a little disappointing for me, but I think it was just disappointing overall. I say disappointing. It kind of foreshadows what I'm going to tell you about the the old season long. This oh week. no! Breaking <laughs> bad news to start the the pod here. I mean, I got caught on Monday night. Believe it or not, the guy needed a miracle game out of uh, his defense, and New Orleans trotted out perhaps the worst quarterback <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life on Monday night, and he got. And I mean the first. The first play of the game, like first drive of the game, pick six, right? Right then I knew, oh, man, I'm in trouble. Like I, I had to be like ESPN was showing me as like a 98% favorite going into the game because, you know, it has the marks and, yeah, right off the bat, pick six. And just never – that offense never did anything, man. He got all his bonuses, got the turn – eight sacks. I don't even want to – I lost. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> it was just – it was crazy. It was weird, but that's what happened. And – um so I'm bounced, man. I'm bounced. Best team in the league. Got bounced. Semifinals. I mean, it happens. But to lose to a defense, that, that's that's tough pill to swallow. They, they were – I hate to call him dominant because he was bad. I mean, that, that was very bad. We, we've seen some bad quarterback play, but he he was uh, he was something else. So hopefully they're done with that experiment. Uh, I don't think Ian Book uh, <laughs> is made for this league. But hopefully we don't have to talk about him here this week. But – we do have a lot of football to get to, so we're going to get down to it. Uh, all There is no Thursday night football, so all of the games, uh, except for Monday night football, are on Sunday. We have 14 games uh, to go over here on the main slate. So, you know, a lot to talk about, a chance to try to catch Chop here uh, in our season-long bets. Uh, we'll update that later on in the show uh, as well. But, guys, let's jump right into it here, start getting into these games. If you guys have questions uh, out in the chat, Please feel free to sound off, and we'll mix as many of those in uh, as possible. So Don Yeezy talking about his daughter, 16, gave her money for Christmas. That's that's the easy way to do it, for sure. Gift cards, the electronics. Chop, you're right. It's it's the money thing, and the kids looking stuff up. And, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk more Christmas uh, when we have some time. But let's get to these games here this week. Let's start with the first one, Miami uh, and Tennessee, the aforementioned uh, Dolphins defensive powerhouse here. Three and a half point favorites for the Titans, 40 and a half on the total here, Chop. So this one, you know, Miami is in the playoffs as of now, sitting in that seventh spot. We know there's seven spots now in each conference, but they control their own destiny, two wins and they're in. But the seven game winning streak that they've gone on, they really haven't beaten anybody legit. I mean, sure, New Orleans is a good team, but missing half of their team, this is a test here on the road in Tennessee. So A, can they get the win? B, what do we do here in fantasy? I think wide receiver, probably the spot to look here. Both these teams have struggled against that position. Jalen Waddle looked great the other night. A.J. Brown was dominant in that last game on the other side. To me, that's about all I'm seeing in this game, Chop. Anything else here? And again, do the Dolphins have a shot here to, to make this dream a reality after a horrendous 1-7 and seven start? Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of games this week, so some of this stuff is going to be pretty quick analysis. We don't need to break it down too much. I just... 
I've, I've seen both these teams enough. I, I just don't like it uh, from fantasy. Yeah, Waddle and A.J. Brown, maybe you could go there, but uh, nothing else for sure. Nothing else stands out for me in this game. And Tennessee, I've seen enough of them, too. To, they just keep rolling along. No matter who's hurt, they just keep rolling right along. I'm going with Tennessee here. I think I definitely think they win this game at home, and uh, and hopefully it's by a little bit more than a field goal. I'm taking Tennessee here. All right, Derek, let's get over to you. Same questions. Does Miami have a shot here? Are you seeing anything outside of these receivers here that we can utilize in DFS this week? Yeah, not my uh, favorite game by any means, but um, I think there's some interesting options. You know, Jalen Waddle is looking for – the rookie receiving record, so the Dolphins definitely going to try to get him that over the next two games. I think he's going to be uh, my favorite. It sounds like your guys' favorite uh, play from the Dolphins. Tennessee side, yeah, I think A.J. Brown makes a lot of sense. Had that big game last week. But we know Miami's uh, strength is kind of in their secondary uh, and in their pass rush. So maybe this is a game uh, where Foreman breaks loose. I don't think you need him uh, by any means. But um, I'm going to go, you know, I bet against uh, the Dolphins last week and our, our guy Craig in the it's in charge of the scores and odds uh, picks. You know, he was giving us all crap. But I think, Beer, you went with the Dolphins. So you were on his good side. Um, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I'm, I'm believing in the streak. I like the three and a half on the road. So give me Miami. I'm on Miami as well. Uh, they've been hit and miss for me this season. You know, some spots I've taken them in. I believe it was that game against the Jets. I think we all had them in that one. Uh, last week, I felt good about them uh, in that game against New Orleans. I think they can compete, potentially win this game. Wouldn't surprise me to see them go in and win. Tennessee, a classic Jekyll and Hyde team. You chop, you're not wrong in that they continue to roll on. You know, they're likely without Julio Jones, uh, Nick Westbrook, Akine. So uh, they're going to be missing some weapons in the passing game, and they continue to get it done. Uh, but I do like the way Miami's been playing, especially uh, defensively here. So uh, Don Yeezy talking under. I thought about that. Uh, that's certainly a way to go here, but a low number. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins here. Uh, plus the three and a half. Next game doesn't get much better, guys. In fact, an even lower total here. Giants and Bears, uh, Chicago six-point favorites here at home, 37 and a half on the total. Big story here, Saquon Barkley, questionable, no practice today. So uh, there's talks they may shut him down. So that's obviously one we're going to have to watch uh, as we get close to Sunday. Justin Fields, questionable. So we may see Nick Foles back in that lineup again. Derek, seems like another one. We could save some time on this one. I do like David Montgomery here in a good spot, seeing a ton of touches, but pretty much hands off with the Giants on this one. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Montgomery's in a pretty interesting spot. They're favored. They're playing at home. He's been a big part of the uh, receiving game the last few weeks. He's had uh, eight receptions, six, five, and seven over the last four weeks. We know he's going to get a bunch of carries as well. So especially if it's falls under center, I think uh, Montgomery is worth a look. Pair him up with the Bears defense if you like. I'll probably be staying away from these receivers. Um, you know, Mooney was really good with Fields, so uh, Fields is back. Then maybe you could look at him in tournaments, but that's about it for me. And then the other side, yeah, there's just I mean, the receivers are always banged up. Um, can't really trust the running game, especially if Saquon's active, then it's even more of a timeshare. So, gonna be fading that. And for my pick, I'm gonna take the Bears at home. All right, Chop, let's get over to you. I'm going to go under. On, this total is really low, but uh, these two teams are, are pretty bad offensively, so uh, I don't have much outside of Montgomery. Maybe you pair him up uh, with the Bears' defense. Uh, sounds like Mike Glennon going to get to start here again. If they don't have Saquon, I don't know how they generate any offense here, Chop, so I'm going to go under this low number. Yeah, pretty simple stuff. Giants don't interest me at all. The uh, Bears aren't very much 
more intriguing except for Montgomery. So maybe a little Montgomery. And he can absolutely, you know, put up a goose egg on you too uh, with, with a bad offensive line. So he's certainly not a lock in. Just not much offense. Uh, I want to, I mean, I could, it's either Bears or the under because uh, there's no way I'm touching Giants or the over. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with the uh, under in this game, I guess. Maybe the Giants have a little hard on defense and, and come out and play play better. All right, let's move on. Not much a better game here. Potential blowout, Jacksonville and New England. New England up to 15.5 point favorites in this one. Another low total at 41.5 here, Chop. So, again, pretty simplistic here. I think the play is New England running back. So, maybe talk Damian Harris. Ramondre Stevenson was activated off the COVID list today. So, they will have both of these guys. Huge home favorites here against Jacksonville. I don't think you're going to see a big game out of the passing game. They're not going to have to do it. So uh, one of those running backs for me, the defense here, uh, nothing on the Jacksonville side. They're going to be without James Robinson. So you're down to Dare and Gubawale and uh, Ryquel Armstead. They, they pulled off the, the, the scrap heap. So uh, I like these New England running backs shop. Do you have a preference here? Harris, we've seen score a ton of touchdowns. Could see a ton of garbage time here for Ramondre Stevenson. I don't have a preference. Uh, Jacksonville's a pure fade. Uh, New England passing game is a pure fade. And uh, I think you could just take one of them and hope that that's the guy who gets the looks around the goal line. And so uh, just take one of those running backs. Otherwise, this game doesn't look too appealing. Question is, will Jacksonville score anything at all? Because if they do, then maybe, maybe we get the over here. But New England... I just I got I got to play New England here. I can't can't get cute with it, man. New England's going to put up points. Jacksonville's not. Can't play around with it. So give me give me New England. I'm also on New England, and this feels like one of those you know where you get those alternate lines, and you can bet you know, New England minus 21, 23, 26, as high as they'll let you go, and the odds continue to get better. This feels like one of those games, Derek. It's it's your team. You know that they've struggled to put offense on the board. Now a game against New England. Very much still in the hunt uh, for that division title. A seating on the line. They still have a lot to play for here. I think they just dropped the absolute hammer on your Jags this week. So thoughts, Derek uh, Harris, Stevenson, Patriots D, and then uh, that New England. You want to get on that with us? Add it to the parlay card. What are we doing uh, betting-wise here? No, it's strange being a Jags fan because every year I'm sitting here cheering for my team to win, and then I'm also cheering for them to lose so they can get a better draft pick. Uh, last week, they couldn't even beat the Jets. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think the Patriots roll in this one. I'm fine with Harris for Stevenson. It's kind of uh, tournament flyers. They're probably better options on FanDuel than they are on DraftKings because, uh, like you guys said, the Patriots aren't going to have to throw the ball all that much. So, yeah, uh, add this one to the parlay card. And uh, I would just looked it up. So the Dolphins defense uh, – sorry, child. They scored 25 points last week. Do the Patri- Does the Patriots defense top that this week? I think there's a good – I mean, as bad as Trevor Lawrence has been, I don't know that he's Ian Book bad. So I, Ian I, Book was historically bad. He <laughs> was Johnny Manziel bad. We, we want to talk historically bad quarterbacks. I mean, it, it was bad. So they're certainly in play. I, I don't know that they rack up uh, the eight sacks and multiple touchdowns and pick sixes on the first drive, but uh, I certainly like New England. Ch- Chop, any thoughts on that real quick? Yeah, I just those are anomaly games. So even as good as New England is a uh, spot as they're in, you just 
you can never ever like count on a uh, fantasy score out of your defense, but all the, all the other numbers will be there. Yardage total points will be held down. Sacks will be there, but you know, I don't know if you'll get any pick sixes though. All right, let's get to probably the game of the week here. Kansas city at Cincinnati. We have the chiefs sitting at five and a half point favorites, 49 and a half on the total. Uh, News-wise, Travis Kelsey expected to return uh, from the COVID list, so on the right track, uh, back at practice today. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire remains questionable. I doubt we see him this week, so uh, more Daryl Williams uh, and Derek Gore in that backfield. Uh, Cincinnati coming off a historic game themselves. Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, fourth highest passing yards in an NFL game, just torched that Baltimore secondary. Big game from T. Higgins in that one, so Derek, we'll stay with you on this one. Obviously, this is the highlight game. This is the marquee game. All of these big names are, are certainly in play. So how are you handling this one? Any way to get different? Anything we're staying away from? Uh, this game should be a ton of fun, Chiefs and Bengals. Should be a great game. And uh, like you mentioned, the problem is that uh, everyone else is going to be targeting this game as well. For the Chiefs, yeah, the usual suspects are in play here. I think Kelsey, you know, coming off of a week where he didn't play, uh, should be pretty well-rested. So I like him at tight end. Um, generally, people struggle to spend up on tight end, uh, at least on DraftKings. So maybe he's a play over there. FanDuel, you know, he's always going to be one of the top options. Uh, Tyreek has slate-breaking upside. You can pair him with Mahomes. But I really like the spot for Daryl Williams. We've seen him play well in this spot uh, time and time again, especially earlier this season. And he's the best pass catching back uh, by far. So I like him quite a bit. Uh, Bengals side, you can pretty much play anyone. It kind of feels like we haven't had a big week from Jamar Chase in a while. Um, almost had a touchdown last week. Still ended up having a pretty good game uh, in terms of receptions and yardage. So I like him quite a bit. Um, the price between him and Higgins is getting closer and closer. So that kind of makes me want to go with Chase in this spot. And then Joe Mixon um, coming off of another big game last week. He's had some huge slate-breaking performances this season. So to be a different, I'm not sure, you know, any of these guys are going to be truly contrarian, but I guess Daryl Williams would be my take. And for my pick, I'm taking the over. Yeah, I mean, there is really not a ton of ways to get different here, like you said. Uh, Daryl Williams, I think people are going to worry about Derek Gore. Uh, uh, Williams, to me, is the clear guy there. I think maybe Mixon could be lower owned. Not to say he's not going to have any ownership, but people are excited about Burrow. The double stack with Chase and Higgins. Uh, they're underdogs. I just think a lot of people, more people will go that route uh, than play Joe Mixon here. So I, I like the running backs here uh, as a way to get a little bit different. You're, you're not, again, going to get totally different in this one. I'm going Cincinnati in this one, Chop. This feels a little, little disrespectful here. The Bengals playing some good football. The Chiefs, I know, are on a roll right now. But a five and a half seems like a lot of points here on the road. So I, I'm locking in the Bengals here. Well, let me just – start off by venting a little bit that uh so one of the guys in my league last week dropped dropped joe burrow uh wow. mid midweek because because uh lamar jackson got ruled out so he really liked tyler huntley and he wanted to go there we're in a we're in a spot where like if you don't if you don't see yourself using a guy that week you might as well drop him you know because what, what, next week's no good for you whatever anyway he dropped him so he did that so then one of the guys I'm playing scoops up Joe Burrow. And the rest is history, man. A 48-point ESPN game. Oh. So, yeah, I just I just caught the shaft all the way around last week, man. Yeah, you but, did. Uh, it happens, man, I guess. They keep saying it happens. I guess it just happens to me, though. But 
yeah, these offenses, these guys are these are these are solid. I guess you could play, but then I've, both these teams actually feature some pretty good defenses. So not really sold that it's going to be a big shootout by the numbers. Yeah, it looks like it, but. You know, if guys get healthy on defense for these two teams, which is a big deal because they were a little bit – they had some guys uh, missing last week because of the COVID protocols. If they get guys back, both these defenses, they'll be solid, and it may not turn into a shootout. So I'm not, like, overly amped about this game uh, as a in regard in relation to everybody else who's going to be overly amped about it. But Darrell Williams, the passing game for the Chiefs are fine. The passing game for the Bengals are fine. Joe Mixon obviously can get it done. So they're all in play. I'm just – probably not going overboard on it. And I do agree with beer here that I've seen, I just, I'm just still not a believer that since it, or the Kansas city is back to where we expected them to be when we, when we saw them the first game of the year and what we expected out of them, I just don't see it yet. They're winning, but they're winning in a different kind of way. I like Cincinnati here. So give me Cincy. And they've, they've won a lot of those games at home as well. And we know they're a very public team as far as betting line. It's, this just feels too high. If you told me Kansas City, minus three, three and a half, okay. And I, and I kind of agree with you, Chop, as far as I don't I don't know about a shootout here. You would think this total would be higher than, than 49 and a half. I mean, no, no offense to your overpick there, Derek. You could certainly uh, shoot over this number. But it just seems lower there uh, than you would expect uh, for these two teams. Uh, Don Easy asking uh, the plus five or the money line for me for for the picks purposes, uh, the plus five. But uh, I don't hate the money line play either here. I I would not be shocked at all uh, if the Bengals won this game. So I'm uh, really looking forward to this one. And uh, again, I, I'm kind of less enthused on it uh, along with Chop that, than most will be this weekend. So uh, let's move on. Next game, another potential blowout here. We got a couple of those uh, coming up here. Another double digit spread. Tampa Bay. 13-point favorites uh, traveling to New York to take on the Jets. Total at 45-and-a-half here, Chop. So uh, news-wise, we'll see if Mike Evans is able to return uh, to that Tampa Bay lineup here. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn uh, was a nice story last week, so do you want to go back there? Uh, Ronald Jones, we know this is a fantastic matchup uh, for the running game. Antonio Brown was great in his return as well. So uh, Tampa Bay... Which way do you want to go here, Chop? I don't think we're playing many Jets in this matchup with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, not playing any Jets. And uh, for Tampa, it's uh, however Tom wants to cook it up, you know, that's going to be up to him. Uh, I could see him deferring to the running backs. Uh, Bruce Arians had some interesting quotes about Keyshawn Vaughn. Makes you think about it a little bit. I saw a little bit too much. As a guy who rostered a lot of Ronald Jones last week, I was seeing a little bit too much Keyshawn Vaughn. I didn't like some of the spots I was seeing him in, so it makes you think, uh, be a little more hesitant on Ronald Jones. I think either one of those backs are fine. Obviously, the uh, the passing game with Tom and whoever's healthy and whoever's in there uh, is going to be fine. So uh, it's all it's all Tampa Bay right there. And Tampa's kind of uh, on the verge here of uh, – you know, that number one seed, they're still kind of in the mix. I don't think they want to let up off the gas pedal here. So I think I'm going to go Tampa Bay here in the blowout. I'm with you on Tampa. I, I mean, I got to try to make up some ground here, Chop. But uh, th- no, I just you're fine, man. You got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> got plenty of time. Two weeks uh-huh. left. Now I got some extra games here this week to try to get it done. But I, I just don't see any way the Jets compete here. Sure, they got to win last week against Jacksonville. Barely. I mean, this is Tampa Bay on a roll. I think they go in and they beat this team soundly. 
I prefer Ronald Jones here. I'm with you. I, I worry a little bit. Vaughn was very involved, broke that long run. Has he earned more? Because this matchup, the Jets allowed 22 rushing touchdowns, uh, two running backs. I mean, they're lapping the field in fantasy points allowed. Maybe there's enough for both of these guys to get there. Derek, thoughts on that? Uh, Jones, Vaughn, do you worry about a split there? Uh, do you rather go the passing game here with, with maybe a double stack of Brown and Gronk instead? I do worry about uh, the split a little bit. Uh, in terms of the actual snap counts last week, we had Ronald Jones at 52%, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Vaughn at 36%. And, uh, yeah, after Bruce Arians said those things, you know, maybe we get a little bit more work for Vaughn. I still think it's a good spot. Uh, you mentioned that the Jets have just been so bad, by far the worst defensive line in football. And so uh, I think you can play both of them. But at the same time, Brady, he wants to win that MVP. So uh, maybe this is a spot where they just don't let their foot off the gas and they just, you know, let Brady throw for five or six touchdowns. Um, Antonio Brown, 50% target share last week uh, without Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in there. So uh, he's going to be one of my favorite plays of the week. Gronk's in a good bounce back spot after being pretty quiet. So, yeah, I think everyone's in play on Tampa. I don't know if you need to bring it back with anyone on the Jets. I don't feel great about any of their receivers. So um, I'll probably just wait and see how the projections look on those guys if I do need to bring it back option. And, uh, yeah, let's add this to the part of the card. Give me the bucks. All right. I mean, Jamison Crowder now questionable. So if anything, he may return. But uh, I don't know that you need a run back here in this game. I, I don't know. We generally want to look that direction, but it's really hard to play a New York Jet right now. So. Uh, Tampa Bay added to the parlay card along with New England. So a couple big favorites. See if we had another one here. We got another huge home favorite here. The Buffalo Bills up next. 14 and a half point favorites at home here against the Atlanta Falcons. 44 and a half on the total here. So uh, nothing major to report injury-wise. Buffalo does get a little healthier. Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis activated off the COVID list. So they should be at full strength uh, in that receiving core here. Uh, Atlanta, no major injuries to report as of now. So, Derek, is this another one? We take the team with, with the big spread here in the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Josh Allen, obviously, in, in a great spot here against an Atlanta defense. It's given up tons of fantasy points to this position, but who do we stack them with? It, it can get a little tough when they're all healthy. Obviously, Diggs is the main guy, but uh, so how are you handling that? Any interest in the Devin Singletary, uh, who's kind of emerged as the lead back there? And once again, do we have a run it back option on the Falcon side? Falcon side's tough. We saw a little bit of upside from Kyle Pitts last week, but then he kind of didn't do anything, um, you know, after that first drive in the third quarter. So he's probably going to be my favorite bring it back option from the Falcons. But we've seen some good games out of Russell Gage. We've seen some good games out of Patterson. But uh, I think it's a spot where the Bills roll. Um, so I don't have a ton of interest in the Falcons. As far as Buffalo goes, yeah, pretty much three guys I'm looking at, Allen, Diggs, and Singletary with such a big spread. It kind of feels like a game where Allen, you know, kind of does a little bit of everything, maybe gets a rushing touchdown or two. So he's going to be one of the higher floor ceiling uh, combo at quarterback. For my pick, man, I'm picking way too many large favorites, but I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Give me Buffalo. Yeah, this one's tough for sure. So I, I'm going to go under on this, but – no strong feelings here. I, I should probably just go Buffalo, but taking three of them big favorites, uh, it always feels a, a little odd. But, Chop, let's get to you. Uh, again, Buffalo, Josh Allen, who do you want to pair him with? Do you trust Singletary? Uh, the defense obviously in play here. Any running back options you're liking on the Atlanta side? Yeah, I trust everybody from Buffalo. Uh, trying to pin down what, what receiver is going to be 
it's going to be tougher because there are there are going to be four solid options this week. So, uh, uh, but I like everybody. I'll spread it around. Actually, five if you count Belson Knox as a pass catcher. So, lots of options for Buffalo. I like them all. I can't. You know, there's no definitive guy there for uh, Atlanta. You saw what Damian Harris did. Uh, I remember Jonathan Taylor put up uh, an absolute GPP winning. I mean, smashing score on this Buffalo defense. So for those reasons, I'll keep Cordell Patterson in the back of my mind for GPPs. But the passing game, I don't feel good about for Atlanta. Probably won't have very much exposure. I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Buffalo, but it's January, nearing January. Yeah, it's January by the time this game takes place. Got to be kind of cold. Kyle Pitts is a Florida guy, man. Florida Gators. Russell Gage down south. He's a southern guy, too. And and Matt Ryan's played in this dome his whole career. I don't know if those guys are going to be very good in the cold. So uh, I'm not really on that passing game very much for many reasons, not just because of the cold weather. But uh, I don't feel good about it. I, I, I feel I feel pretty good about Buffalo here. I, I wish it wasn't the extra hook in there, but I'll, I'll take Buffalo minus the points. All right, we got D. Rich in the chat saying he's he's going to stack up the Falcons. He's avoiding the, the Tampa Bay stack. So, I mean, it's – a way to get different for sure I mean, that that's that is absolutely contrary I mean, if they're playing from behind it it makes sense in that in that sense that uh, they may have to throw the ball 50 times in this one but uh i just that that's that is contrarian for sure so i uh, love to see it out there indianapolis up next uh here with the vegas raiders colts minus six and a half 44 and a half on the total carson wentz the story here placed on the covid list we'll see if he is able to return, if not, it sounds like it may be Sam Ellinger. So uh, Jonathan Taylor, guys, uh, is the story here. Still reasonably priced on DraftKings. 9000 isn't too bad. FanDuel, obviously, uh, you're paying a lot more for him. Are we going Jonathan Taylor here? Do you worry if Carson Wentz is not in that lineup, Chop? I, I don't worry uh, short term. For, for long term, sure. But he'll, he should be back uh, before the playoffs start, so. Short term, I'm not worried about it. I don't think Ellinger's is probably not going to be particularly good, especially as a passer, but I don't think it matters to this offense in a game like this. They go where the offensive line and Jonathan Taylor take them. That's just the bottom line with the Colts. So they should still be able to get it done against the Raiders. I, yeah, so I may have a lot of hesitation now to, to roster a Michael Pittman or T.Y. Hilton, probably out on the passing game, but Taylor's still very capable of carrying this thing for a – a GPP winning week and, and uh, a Colts win. So the Raiders, I was looking at some of their offensive numbers since Henry Ruggs went out. It's not good. You know, I think they've had one good game. Everything else has been pretty bad. So uh, I think the Colts defense can really handle them. Colts defense is in play here. Jonathan Taylor's in play. Otherwise, I'm not feeling too much fantasy for this game, but I think this spread is a little – like if Wentz was active, would this thing be over a touchdown? I think so. I think I think uh, you know they're taking a couple points off because Ellinger's projected to start here. I don't I don't agree with that. I, th- I think the Colts still win this game by more than a touchdown. So I'm taking the Colts here. All right, I'm gonna go under on this one. I, I think it will be ugly. I, I don't. I like Taylor, of course. 10K on Fanduel. I, I don't think that's high enough. It's a good matchup. The Raiders have struggled against the run all season long. Uh, Raider side, Derek Carr is questionable. Darren Waller seems like he's working his way back. Questionable, sounding good. Placed on the COVID list today. So uh, we may stick a fork uh, in Darren Waller. 
uh, returning to this lineup. And I agree, Chop, this Vegas offense just does not look good. This Colts defense playing well. Uh, I think they win this game. I think Vegas does keep it close, though. I'm going to go under on this one here uh, as well. Derek, your thoughts, Jonathan Taylor, uh, 9K in DraftKings, 10K on FanDuel. Can we find the room for that? Should we? And do you have any concerns if it's not Carson Wentz under center? Yeah, it's kind of weird. At 10K, he feels too much. At 9,900, I would be like, yeah, that's a great price point <laughs> on FanDuel. So uh, that's why a lot of storage price things at 9.99 or whatever. Uh, but anyway, I love the spot for Taylor. You know, we saw him last week. That's kind of like his uh, floor game. He didn't get any receptions, didn't get any touchdowns. And because of it, he didn't have, uh, you know, that big of a game. But I think he bounces back in a big way. Uh, Don Yeezy in the chat saying Ellinger is a rushing quarterback. So uh, if you do like to target those cheap guys, um, there was some rushing upside uh, for your quarterback in cash games. I certainly don't mind going to Ellinger. Uh, but I don't think I want to target the passing game too much. I like to call him the Colts defense, and uh, I do have some interest in Hunter Renfro. So with the Colts, what they do is they give up a lot of uh, passes underneath and over the middle, and that's exactly where Renfro you know, runs all of his routes. I think uh, he's a great PPR option. Even on FanDuel, I think uh, he's in a pretty good spot. And then uh, for my pick, I'm going to take the Colts as well. I do need to get different from Chop eventually, but um, I'm going to agree with him here. And uh, I just noticed this. So, Beer, your uh, beast of the week was uh, Joe Burrow last week? Yes, sir. Props I love that That's matchup. How... So, you know, every once in a while you, we hit on something. That, that's the goal. So I appreciate that shout-out from Matt. Yeah, he was he was fantastic. So uh, the, the hits on Darren Waller keep coming. He went from the COVID list literally like two minutes ago as we're recording. Now placed on IR. Season is over. So no more Dar- Darren Waller, unfortunately. And, you know, I, I know Chop was, was calling him a little bit overrated uh, before the season started. So. Uh, it's kind of playing out that way, unfortunately, an injury plague season. Uh, we had a question about Foster Moreau. Uh, it, it says too cheap on DraftKings. I, I think he's a decent value play here. Colts have struggled a little bit with tight ends, so uh, don't hate that play. It's been a disappointment, but uh, they got to go somewhere with the ball here outside of Hunter Renfro. So uh, Colts for Derek, Colts for Chop, under for me. Next game, Philadelphia and Washington. Philly minus three and a half, 46. Uh, is the total on this one. No Miles Sanders this week for the Philadelphia Eagles. Jordan Howard is questionable. Sounds like he should be able to be back in that lineup. Uh, so if we want to go there here, uh, Boston Scott, obviously, uh, another guy that we can talk about there, and a questionable tag here for Antonio Gibson. So, Derek, we'll stay with you on this one. Uh, Philly very much in the playoff hunt. Washington uh, seems like they're kind of cashing it in here. Why does the spread seem too low to me? I'm taking Philly here, but uh, this one seems like one of those uh, looks strange for, and I'm not sure why, but give me Philly, your thoughts here. Yeah, uh, this does feel like a bad spread. um, And generally you want to stay away from those uh, when you're betting, but uh, the Washington football team, man, their defense has just been giving up so many points to pretty much everyone, quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight ends. So I love the spot for Jalen Hurts. Um, I like pairing him up with Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, or Godair, if you will. Um, and you can you can play Hurts naked, too. Um, he's one of those guys that could rush for 100 yards at any time. A couple touchdowns uh, certainly in play. Running back situation, I'll just wait and see if Howard ends up playing. If he's out, uh, maybe look to Boston Scott and Gainwell. Uh, pretty much everyone on the Eagles is in play for me. Washington side. Yeah, I just worry about their motivation at this point. They've lost three in a row. They're six and nine now. So like you mentioned, they're probably out of the playoffs. 
Um, I don't think I'm going to, you know, take too many shots um, on anyone from Washington. But I do think this game is going to be high scoring. So um, rather than taking what feels like a fishy three-and-a-half point spread, I'm going to take the over. All right, and I agree with you on Hurts. Uh, these two teams just played a couple weeks ago. I had a big game there, 28 FanDuel points. Uh, Goddard cut Godair, seven catches, 135 yards. So I, I do like that pairing here uh, in this spot. Uh, Chop, does this line seem fishy? Are, are you stepping into the trap here? Uh, Hurts, uh, Goddard, obviously Godair look like they're in a good spot here. Anything on the Washington side for you? The line does seem very fishy, and uh... – yeah, I don't know what to make of it. But, uh, yeah, the Philly guys, I think they're in all squarely in play. I can't really decide between the pass catchers. That's tough. And then you don't even have to have a pass catcher technically with Jalen Hurts. He's one of the very few guys you can run out there by himself. Very interested in the running backs to see uh, how that's going to shape out. I'm, I'm on Boston Scott right now, but you never know. And I thought I heard something about Jordan Howard may, maybe being a little bit questionable. So we'll see how that plays out too. But yeah, Phillies, Phillies should be squarely in play. This Washington's defense is falling apart big time. I want to I want to say they have some pride and they get back, but like I just don't think they have the healthy bodies, man. So I'm out on that. Washington is a see that got me all choked up thinking about Washington, man. <laughs> all choked up. But I was thinking about that that whooping Dallas put on them last week on Sunday night man, football. That was, that was ugly. So I'm I'm thinking maybe they get a little pride, but who knows? And then the Washington side. Boy, pour, pour something out for Terry McLaren. Poor guy has just been for about eight weeks in a row now. Nothing at all. Just nothing. He can't get any – he can't put anything together because of the quarterbacking and, and his offense. So, I uh, can't go – I don't think you can go to any of these guys right now on offense. It's just a bad-looking offense. So, what do I do here? I don't want I'm, – I'm with Derek. I don't want to do the fishy line thing. Uh, but – I think maybe Washington's defense has a little bit more pride. So I'll let it take the under here. I'm going to take the under. All right. An over, an under, and a Philadelphia play on that one. So next game, we have the Rams and the Baltimore Ravens. Rams minus three and a half here. Lamar Jackson, the story. We'll see if he's able to get back in that line of 46 and a half on this total chop. Uh, let's stay with you. Uh, obviously, we got to wait and see if Lamar's in this game. So if, if it's not, uh, maybe back to Josh Johnson, who didn't look bad last week. I mean, he, he put up some decent numbers here. This Rams passing game, though, after what happened last week, we certainly got to look at Stafford, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, Van Jefferson uh, in this spot here against Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, old Stafford. Uh, let me just pile on the, the third note to my season long was uh, my quarterback was Matthew Stafford last week. So it doesn't get much worse Ouch. than that. Yeah, but uh, this is a tough one, man. This is a, this is a really tough game. There's, I think the Rams, man. If I was going to give you my my favorite team out of the NFC right now to to get to the Super Bowl, and and whoever comes out of the NFC, I think wins the Super Bowl. I'll put that down on record. But I still want to say I'm with the Rams here. But even with that being said, there's something going on with the offense that. Just doesn't feel great. I think maybe it's the injuries or something. And last week they were missing their their right their their left tackle, the, the a key position right there. So maybe they get healthy and they get back on track. But uh, I do think the loss of Robert Woods is has been understated. You don't just plug in Odell Beckham and and that makes it all better. So I still want to say they're my favorite here, but they need to get going offensively. They need to get back on track. The Ravens are falling apart. 
don't like the Ravens here at all. Uh, I, I'm not so sure Tyler Huntley is worse than Lamar Jackson. I think he might be better this year. Who knows? And and so I think the Rams can put a little bit up through the through the air. I like the Rams here in this game with the spread, and I, I like the Rams passing game. And uh, I don't I don't think I want to touch too much on Baltimore. I just just I don't know. It doesn't feel good. So I uh, just got to take stands somewhere. And Baltimore is not a team I'm going to be chasing this week. You taking the Rams here? Give me the Rams minus the points. All right, Derek, let's go over to you. Uh, Mark Andrews are talking about him in the chat. Uh, this passing game for the Rams in play here. I'm going to go over in this one. I think we get some scoring uh, in this game uh, back and forth, whoever the quarterback is. Sounds like Lamar's trending towards a return, but uh, I'm going to go over here. Love that Rams passing game, though, against this Ravens secondary. Yeah, I knew uh, Mark Andrews had been playing well, but, uh, you know, Matthew in the chat, 32, 39, and 30 fantasy points for Andrews over the last three weeks. That's wild, especially for a tight end. Um, and all those were without Lamar. So, you know, maybe you bump him down a little bit if Lamar's back. Uh, but I do think it's a good spot for Baltimore. I think this game does have some shootout potential. Um, I don't hate the the idea of playing, you know, Lamar and Andrews again, even though most of his big games have come without him at quarterback. The Rams side, man, I had a weird dream last night. I don't remember all of it, but I was interviewing Odell Beckham, and he was just talking about how nobody could cover him. So maybe this is the week that uh, that he goes off. But, um, yeah, Jimmy Smith should be back for Baltimore, so that kind of hurts him a little bit. I like Cooper Cup. He's a guy that you can rely on for, you know, 12 to 14 targets a week at this point, and uh, this secondary has struggled as a whole. So love Cooper Cup. Uh, Sony Michelle is interesting as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with you, Bear. I'm going to take the over. All right, another over. So let's take a look uh, last week before we move on to the 4 o'clock game, see how we did in the FanDuel OG's Week 16 contest. Uh, take a look at our top five finishers of the week. Uh, Babalu Buford, a, a name that's come up before. Fifth place, uh, 171.48 for them this week. Uh, looks like they had Tom Brady paired with Ronald Jones, so an interesting combination there. Also Antonio Brown in that lineup. T. Higgins. A huge week, 37 FanDuel points at just 7% ownership. Mark Andrews there as well. So solid lineup there for Buffalo, Babalu, Buford. Fourth place went to Fate Golf, 174.5. Joe Burrow in that lineup paired with Chase. No Higgins here, though. So it could have been an even bigger week with the double stack. Justin Jackson, uh, 61% owned here in the OGs tournament. 30 FanDuel points, so certainly needed. Uh, him to do well. Another Mark Andrews uh, appearance in this lineup. DS Squid, third place, 177.2. Another Burrow lineup. Had the double stack with Chase and Higgins. Uh, no Mark Andrews running back, though. Had Gronk uh, with a subpar game. Uh, still enough to get it done here uh, for third place for DS Squad at 177. D's Nuts, 86, 187.2 up next. Uh, Joe Burrow and Higgins in this lineup as well. Cooper Cup, Tyler Boyd in this one. Another Justin Jackson appearance. Philadelphia defense, a big one this week. And first place, A.S. Plunda 7, 198.7 uh, is your winner. Great lineup here. Had Joe Burrow, had him paired up with T. Higgins, ran it back with Andrews. Running backs hit on Justin Jackson, Alexander Madison, and Ronald Jones. Just an all-around solid lineup here, almost 200 points. Congrats to AS Plunda 7 uh, for taking down the Week 16 OG's Contest. Chop, season-long check-in time. 
Still see our boy 4794 holding down the top spot here. Uh, any interesting notes or changes here on the season long leaderboard? Now, there's a lot of uh, uh, of similar names, but a couple of the guys you just mentioned, you know, it just goes to show you one week can jump you up pretty good there. Uh, so uh, it's nothing really changing. I don't know if it, you know, a couple of really good weeks from somebody else could bump 4794 out of the spot. But he's looking pretty sharp right now, man. He's looking pretty good. Notorious. 13. Notorious. Who's that? Who's that? Look at Notorious. Oh. Hold on. 127 this past week, which is pretty good considering uh, what happened. That's pretty darn good. He's up to 13th, so he's he's knocking on the door top 10. That'd be good to get somebody up in there in the top 10. But uh, let me see if I can scroll down here and see if, if – uh, Oh, urinal cakes, 47. He's holding – He's holding tight right there. I'm looking for Dean. Do we see Dean on this page? We don't. We don't want to see Dean's name on this page. And I don't. I don't see it. So I think we're. Ah, hell, he's at 82. <laughs> okay. I don't even. There's no way I can even get into the top 100. Uh, so I'm not even. I'm playing, but I'm playing for the weekly prizes because I'm certainly not going to win any any seasonal prizes. I'm with you. Uh, it's it's weekly here from here on out. Still a fun tournament. Still a chance to win $400 on a $7 buy-in. That's still a single entry tournament. Still a chance to play against us uh, and some other Roto-Grinders personalities. So uh, all the information you need, fanduel.com slash OG. Derek, Derek just dropped uh, a link in the chat as well. So uh, get signed up. You can reserve your entry now. Come back uh, and fill it in on Sunday. But a uh, fun tournament coming down to the end. So uh, let's fill this thing up. Let's finish strong here. Again, fanduelcom slash OG for all of the information you need. You can enter right there. You can check out the leaderboard. It'll highlight where you're at uh, on the leaderboard as well. Uh, that is the landing page. So come join us uh, in this tournament here for week 17. All right. Afternoon slate. Looks like we got five games to go here. Uh, first up, Houston and San Francisco. 49ers, 12.5 point favorites, 44.5 uh, on the total. Story here. Do we get Trey Lance? Do we not get Trey Lance? We know everybody out there in the DFS community loves them some Trey Lance. Uh, the latest, they came out and said Garoppolo still has a chance to play, you know, dealing with that thumb injury. Uh, so they were going to reevaluate him today. Uh, so still up in the air whether who's going to be the quarterback or not of this 49ers team. Elijah Mitchell remains questionable. Brandon Cooks yet to be activated uh, from the COVID list, but expected to return here in this game. So Derek, we'll start with you here in the afternoon. Uh, let, let's just, you know, if, if it's Lance, if it's Garoppolo, obviously uh, that changes who we have interest in. So cover that however you want to. Uh, Houston has shown a lot of a fight here. Rex Burkhead uh, was a guy I was surprised we didn't see in a lot more of those, those lineups last week. Uh, very low owned, uh, popped off for a big game here. Davis Mills has been more than serviceable. The Texans have been competitive coming off a big win against the Chargers. Any chance? They go out here and beat this team, stay competitive. How do you see this one playing out? Man, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, one of our parlay card uh, you know, members last week was the Chargers. Yes, it was. <laughs> We're not talking about old stuff, though. Yeah, sorry. Forward-looking forward <laughs> That's uh, right. Show. This week uh, only. Yeah, that was crazy. I didn't see that one coming. Um, I don't think the Texans are going to be very competitive in this one, but I thought that last week as well. For me, you know, I'm not chasing Rex Burkhead. Um, I'll maybe go back to Brandon Cooks and some garbage time production. Niners side, sounds weird, but if Lance is the quarterback, I'll have interest in the quarterback and no interest in the receivers. And then if 
Garoppolo is a quarterback, then, you know, I'll have interest in the receivers and not the quarterback. So, you know, Lance is cheap. He's got some rushing upside. I think it's a game where, you know, they could get him some some confidence under his belt. So I like him, but I don't really want to pair him up with Debo or Kittle at their price points. Uh, either way, I think Mitchell, if he's active, is a great play. And if he's not, I'll go right back to Jeff Wilson. Um, they should be able to run all over the Texans in this one. And uh, might as well, you know, employ the chop strategy of just taking the same thing in all my bets. So give me another double-digit favorite with the Niners. All right, I'm going to go with Houston here. I, I liked what I've seen out of them. Uh, you know, worry that they're traveling on the road. A tough spot here against San Francisco. Still a lot to play for. Uh, as far as the quarterbacks go, I agree with you completely. If it's Lance, I have interest there. I don't think ownership will get too crazy. we got a lot of good spots for quarterbacks here this week. But uh, as they're talking about in the chat, he is too cheap. Gives you that rushing upside. The reports have been good uh, coming out of camp. If it's Garoppolo, worry a little bit uh, about that throwing the, the thumb. I uh, still like Debo as a guy that's going to get touches out of the backfield. Uh, if Mitchell's in there, I like him. If not, I'm with you on Wilson. So all Niners for me in DFS land, but I'm going Houston here with the 12 and a half points. Chop, uh, over to you. Lance, Garoppolo, kind of break that down. Anything you're liking on the Houston side? Don't like anything on the Houston side. I'll give them credit. I think Davis Mills is going to be a solid NFL quarterback. He's he's shown quite a bit considering the limited weapons he has around him. But this week, I'm off of him and the offense for Houston. Don't want that. Trey Lance would be a great play if he's in there. If he's in there, like, like Derek said, it also lowers the value on Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. All go down a notch. And uh, I'm worried about the backfield, too, trying to, you know, even if they say Elijah Mitchell's in, I'm worried. He's been out with uh, first a broken hand or whatever the hand thing, a concussion, got the COVID. And then uh, and then this recent one was a hamstring or a knee, a sore knee. So, like, he's all, you know, for a rookie year, that's not a good combination. They may want to, like, not give him the full set of carries, even if he is active that day. So I'm worried because I've been a big Elijah Mitchell booster this whole year, but this spot worries me for him, and he may end up being popular against Houston if he's announced active. So it, just a little bit extra thing to worry about right there. But altogether, you got one team fighting for their absolute playoff life. May have may have doomed, them, doomed themselves with that bad loss last week, but they still got to fight for it. So I'm on the, uh, the double-digit home favorite also here. So give me San Francisco. All right, two San Francisco's, one Houston on this one. Next game, we have the Denver Broncos and the L.A. Chargers. Chargers minus six, 45 and a half on that total in this one. So uh, we just saw this game a couple weeks ago. I, I think we were on the Chargers in that one uh, in Denver, and the Broncos got a ton. Big win there uh, for them. Derek, you just mentioned the Chargers. I mean, talk about a Jekyll and Hyde team. It's certainly the Chargers. So coming back home here, Chop. How do they do in this game against Denver? Sounds like we get another week of Drew Locke. Austin Eckler is back for the Chargers. So uh, Justin Jackson returns to his backup change of pace role. Uh, Mike Williams, uh, they're talking like he should be activated as well. So both teams should be at full strength here. How does this one play out? Do the Chargers actually get a win they need here in the spot against the Denver Broncos? Yeah, I put I put number four on the list here. Is I also have Austin Eckler in my season long, so I didn't. I sitting sitting back watching Justin the Jackson keep coming, watching Justin Jackson go for thirty some odd points and Eckler on the sidelines. That's brutal. But uh, if there's if there's a game where Javante can can really smash, obviously this would be the matchup. If Rex Burkhead can do it, anybody can do it. Believe me. So 
I, I'm not on the passing game here, but the running game for Denver is interesting. Uh, for the Chargers, I think it is a bounce back spot for this offense. They're get, going to get some guys back this week. It's going to run run a little bit more uh, according to plan. They need this game. I mean, they need this game bad. So I think they're going all stops out. I like the offense here. Give me give me the Chargers here. I think that they smashed this, this team right here at home. But uh, the only way they don't smash it is if Javante – Keeps them in the game, so I'm a little worried about that. But I'm taking the Chargers minus the points. All right, I'm going to go under on this one. Uh, number seems a little bit too high here. Uh, I do like the Denver running game, but the split is always concerning uh, with those two guys. Uh, Melvin Gordon gets a little revenge game here. I still prefer Javante. Uh, I'm with you on that, Chop. As far as the uh, Chargers side, we'll see who they get back. I don't mind the passing game here. Eckler's always in play with, with his ability in the passing game, so – a fantasy-friendly game. I just don't know if the scoring gets uh, up to this 45. So under for me, Derek, what are you doing in this one, uh, Broncos-Chargers? Oh, man, I don't know what to do here. We talk about it every week. The Chargers, you know, they they make us all believers, and then they lose some terrible games, uh, shoot themselves in the foot. They do it every season, and uh, they did it last week. I got to think they bounce back here, so I will take the Chargers at home, but Man, it just seems like anytime you you believe in the Chargers, they uh, they end up backfiring. As far as fantasy goes, yeah, I like all the running backs in this one. Um, you know, you mentioned Gordon taking on a bigger role last week, ended up out snapping Javante, but uh, we did see you know Rex Burkhead run all over this team last week, so I think it's a decent spot for the running backs in tournaments. Also, like Austin Eckler on the other side, Keenan Allen's always in play. Um, so it's an interesting game. Um, the low total scares me off of it a little bit from the fantasy, from a fantasy perspective. But uh, yeah, give me the Chargers. And Matthew is asking about the, the split with the running backs. Does that mean we shouldn't roster it? I'm not saying that. It just limits the upside. I still like Javante Williams. You love the matchup uh, with this Chargers team. Uh, like like Chop said, like everyone's going to say, Rex Burkhead just got it done here. But a 50% running back, they have to be very, very efficient. So doesn't mean he can't be. He's got upside. We know that. Seems to find the end zone every single week. So there's other guys I like better. Uh, Javante very much in play, though, uh, in this game. But if things go sideways, this Chargers offense gets going, you know, you could see some problems there as well. So uh, not to say that you can't play him, just something to think about here uh, whenever there's a split backfield. Next game, uh, this one, Arizona-Dallas. So probably the other game of the week here. Uh, Derek, we'll stay with you here. Uh, this Arizona team kind of backs into the playoffs here last week, has not looked good uh, after that loss uh, in Detroit. Uh, that thing is seemingly sticking with them uh, injury-wise as well. James Conner, a questionable, no practice today. Uh, Rondale Moore, also questionable. Dallas uh, comes in fully healthy uh, as of now here uh, at home. So I'm going to I'm gonna lock my pick in here, guys. I, I think the spread's too low, to be honest here. Dallas at home has been a machine. The defense is legit. Kyler has not looked the same. If they're going to be without uh, James Conner, potentially, without Rondale Moore, they're already without uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So you're, you're counting on Christian Kirk, A.J. Green against the secondary. I don't like that matchup for them. Chase Edmonds against this defense. I, I think Dallas dominates this game. So I like the Cowboys here. Ton of ways you can go in DFS with, with the Cowboys, obviously. Dak with the stacks. I don't mind the running game. Uh, but Dallas, probably my favorite bet of the week here. Derek, your thoughts, Cardinals, Cowboys. I think everyone's in play this week. Both quarterbacks uh, in pretty good spots. I know Dallas' defense has played well, but Kyler gives you that rushing upside. 
And uh, yeah, if Connor's out, you know, they're going to be throwing the ball a ton. So um, I like Edmonds if Connor ends up being out. If he's active, I'll probably avoid the running backs for the Cardinals. Um, I like Christian Kirk. You know, he's getting a lot of targets recently. And Zach Ertz, uh, 31 targets over the last three weeks. Um, so a guy that's getting, getting a ton of work, just hasn't found the end zone. I think he's an interesting option as well. Cowboys side, I mean, Zeke, he's scored a couple touchdowns the last two weeks, but he still doesn't look right. Um, yards per carry is definitely down. Pollard's back. So I think I'll be avoiding the running backs, but I like Dak. I like Lamb. I like Cooper. Dalton Schultz continues to play well. So, yeah, I love both of these passing games. And for that reason, I'm going to take the over. All right, Chop, let's go to you. Your team here, they are looking good on both sides of the ball. Uh, a matchup here with Arizona. So thoughts on that. And Kyler Murray, I know he's a Texas boy, Chop. Is this a homecoming? Is he from, I don't know exactly where in Texas, but I always love to add these narratives in. So uh, is it a little homecoming for him? Uh, thoughts on how this game plays out, Cardinals and Cowboys? Uh, man, I'm not sure where, where Kyler's from. I, I don't think he's from the Dallas area, though. Uh, he might be down I don't know where he's from, but yeah, it is kind of a whole com- homecoming for him. So, uh, yeah, I think they're kind of like backs against the wall now. They don't want to lose another game. Arizona's kind of falling apart here, and I think they're better than that. So, I expect a little bit better out of them this week. I expect them to be able to, to move the ball and uh, and score a few points here. Whether they get bogged down in the red zone is a whole other story, but you know, uh, they just got to make better decisions from the from the coach down. Man, I don't think the coach is helping them out at all. So. Uh, but I think they can move the ball. I do like the uh, I do like the passing pieces here, and I love the I love the offense for Dallas here. They got back on track last week, big time. Uh, I think they continue to roll here. Yeah, we'll see how the backfield shapes out. But I'm with Derek. Uh, Elliott doesn't look great, but uh, as a committee with Pollard, they look fine, and it's they're going to go as far as Dak takes them anyway. It doesn't really matter. So there's no way I can. I like the Cowboys. I'm not going against them. But I also can't uh, take Arizona in this spot. So I do think there's points. So I'm, I'm on the over also. All right, next game, Carolina and New Orleans. Saints minus seven here. Another low total game at 38 uh, and a half. Uh, we'll see if we get uh, another week of Ian Book. Uh, no word yet on Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon. Uh, if they will be activated off the COVID list, I would expect uh, better news than we got last week there. So a potential return here for Taysom Hill. Other side. Sam Darnold uh, will start this game for the Carolina Panthers. So, Chop, we'll stay with you. Kind of another ugly game here, a total under 40. A Taysom always intriguing if he's in there with his upside. Uh, Camara, maybe we potentially get some low ownership on him. But uh, all in all, another ugly game. It's pretty easy to cross this one off the list this week. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd prefer not to have to analyze New Orleans at this point after what they did last week on offense. But uh, – uh, like I think the defense is good enough at home that I don't want to I don't want to play around with too much Carolina. Maybe DJ Moore, maybe that's about the maximum extent of Carolina exposure I want for New Orleans. If if Taysom's in there, Taysom's fine. Alvin Kamara's probably due for a a good bounce back game, but unfortunately for them, they've kind of fallen. Almost, I don't think they're out of the playoffs yet, but man, they've they've backed themselves into a really tough spot here. So. Yeah, what's the see how their motivation is this week? I don't know, but Taysom and Kamara probably my favorite plays in this game. But uh, I definitely, considering where these teams are, I definitely got to think I, I got to take New Orleans at home this week. Give me New Orleans here. 
All right, Derek, let's go to you again. An ugly game, not not a ton to talk about in this one. If Taysom's back, interest there. Do you want to pay up for Kamara this week? Uh, and anything on the Carolina side for you? Yeah, very simple for me. If Taysom's a quarterback, I like Taysom and I like the Saints defense. If Simeon's a quarterback, then I like Kamara and I like the Saints defense. And uh, if it's Book, then, uh, yeah, no, I don't like anybody from this game. You know, maybe DJ Moore, Chop mentioned him. You know, Sam Darnold did look his way a ton earlier in the season. But, uh, yeah, pretty ugly for the Panthers. So uh, I'm going to take the Saints at home. All right, I'm going to go under on this one. I think it's just ugly. Even if Taysom's back, that's more running. The clock's running. I think Darnold could struggle here against a very good defense. So uh, under, even on a low number for me here. Last game, Detroit and Seattle. Seattle minus seven here at home, uh, 42 and a half on this total. Uh, sounds like good news as far as DeAndre Swift goes. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be back in that lineup. They're saying all the right things. He's not going to be limited. He's not going to be shut down. Uh, no practice today for Jared Goff, though. So we may see another week of Tim Boyle in this one for the Detroit Lions. So, Derek, we'll stay with you to finish this up. Uh, Lions Seahawks, not the sexiest game, but uh, the running backs really stand out to me here. If Swift is back in that lineup, Great matchup here with Seattle. We know he's got a ton of PPR upside. And I absolutely love Rashad Penny here at home. Seven-point favorites. The Lions been terrible against the run, and they've really featured this guy. So the running back's here for me, but Rashad Penny, one of the better mid-range mid running back plays, in my opinion, this week. I get what you're saying, but anytime I trust Penny, it ends up being DJ <laughs> Dallas. Anytime it looks like it's DJ Dallas, it ends up being Penny. I hear you. And then we have Alex Collins back, too. So, oh man, I don't know. I mean, on paper, this sets up as a beautiful spot for Penny, but um, that does worry me a little bit. Russell Wilson just hasn't looked the same this year. Um, he has been targeting Metcalf a little bit more the last couple of weeks, so maybe I'll take a couple of shots on uh, Metcalf in tournaments. But this game, man, low total. Um, I don't have a ton of faith in the Lions, especially if it's Boyle. And uh, I, I just don't believe the Lions when they say, you know, Swift's not going to be limited at all. No reason to give him 70% of the snaps the last two weeks of the season. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it'll bite me. But, um, yeah, I just want to avoid both of these uh, backfields. So give me a little bit of Metcalf. Give me a little bit of uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. And for my pick, I'm going to take the under. All right. Yeah, looks like we could have some weather here. I mean, it's a bright red on our lineups page. So we saw the snow last week. So I don't know if it's snow or rain. But uh, this one, when you see 70 80%, I know we're a few days out. Uh, it's usually pretty accurate, 90% in some of those numbers. So I'm going to go with the Lions in this one. Uh, they've been competitive. They've stayed in a lot of games. They've covered a lot of spreads here. Uh, Seattle struggled last week, let Chicago back in that game. I don't see a huge difference between Chicago uh, and Detroit right now. If it's Boyle, obviously that's a concern. So uh, risking it a little bit here as that spread probably goes up some. But uh, give me the Lions plus the seven here. Chop, ugly game, but finish this up here. Lions, Seahawks. Uh, ugly game indeed. Uh, if Swift plays, I like Swift. Uh, Monroe St. Brown's been solid. I wouldn't go overboard, but I think he's been solid, so you can play that angle of it. Seattle's been terrible on offense. Penny's looked good, but Russell, as uh, Derek said, just doesn't look good this year, and it's reflected in the numbers of DK and Lockett. So not really on the passing game. So. Uh, Penny's my only guy there. I think that just Seattle at home with the lack of explosiveness in this game, I'm taking the under here. Give me the under. 
All right, another under. So that will do it. Let's update our standings here and our picks. We got two weeks to go in this one. Chop another six on the board last week. Derek, eight and three last week. And I finally put a week together, nine and two last week. So uh, another solid all around uh, performance on our bets here. Uh, the leaderboard sits chop with 100. Derek closing the gap at 98 here. So just two back with two weeks to go. And I'm sitting at 92, trailing by eight. Again, uh, two weeks to go. A lot of picks uh, to go through here uh, this week. As far as the weekly parlay card, two entries this week, two big favorites for us New England minus the 15 and a half. And we had Tampa Bay uh, minus the 13. So a little two teamer here. Uh, OG's. Uh, parlay so guys uh just a tad over an hour i mean we, we ripped through these games pretty good i thought this one might take us a little bit longer but final thoughts for the people here derek we'll start with you so i was looking back at uh, our success over the last few weeks we are 47 games above 500 the last four weeks combined so uh pretty slow start to the season but um yeah we've all been on fire and unfortunately, we still can't catch chop. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, it's, it's locked up. This thing's over. But we'll we'll <laughs> oh, keep trying. Two games in two weeks. That's that's a lead I can't catch. Um, but anyway, thank you all for joining us. As always, I'm looking forward to next week. I'm hoping these bags are gone. Uh, little man will be back at school. So uh, yeah, uh, good luck this week. We've got two weeks left uh, in the regular season. Derek, I'm not trying to make your life harder here, but uh, just got news. The Miami Heat San Antonio game officially canceled. The Miami short on players. So kind of saw that coming, but uh, guessing you're back to the grind for NBA. If you guys are playing NBA, make sure you're reading this column every week. Puts a ton of work into it. A ton of great information there, and we appreciate it, Derek. Chop, final thoughts for the people here. Week 17. Yeah, uh, I would say that uh, enjoy it because next week is week 18 and week 18 has the uh, possibility of being a real, real weird week. It always is that last week of the NFL season. So this might be the last real big, good slate we get. I don't know who knows, but uh, should be fun. Uh, happy New Year to everybody out there. When you watch this, by the time we come back on New, new Year's, it'll be 2022. So uh, happy New Year's to everybody. It's been a, it's been a good year and uh, we'll see you next week. And we're getting spammed in the chat for the first time. Normally our chat's pretty well behaved, but uh, so somebody respects anime in the chat. Come on, so. Big Mike. You got to be better, man. Yeah, Big Mike. I think, yeah. I think I know who that is, too. Yeah? All right. Well, it's uh, he's, he's getting it in there. So uh, I echo what Chop said. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Hope your Christmas was good. New Year's right around the corner. Please, if you're going to go out and do anything, do it safely. Plenty of apps to get you around. Uh, taxis, Uber, things like that. So... Uh, have a good time for sure, but uh, do it responsibly. Excited for the new year. Uh, excited for next week. Uh, like Derek said, we we're trying to chase down chops. So we'll continue to update that. Make sure you guys head over to FanDuel.com slash OG to join us uh, in this single entry tournament. Do it now. Reserve that entry. Let's fill this baby up. Let's finish strong here. Uh, FanDuel helped put, put this thing together with us. Uh, we want to show our support to the sponsor. So the uh, best thing you guys can do is join that contest. Uh, if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Uh, subscribe as well but thank you as always for listening guys happy new year best of luck to you this week uh, in dfs and your betting for chop for notorious i am beer we are the dfs ogs thank you again for listening happy new year to everybody out there and we'll catch you next week